Late Night Council is a production of Council Communications. This is Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently, it's a big deal. It's all over the news. It's a real thing. A radio signal from another world. That's my grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling. Your chance to make history. That's pretty cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. John, you're in charge. Did you have a good week? Have you listened to any podcasts yet? I talked to somebody today who... um, Apparently, he plays the podcast while he's working in his garage. It's way better to listen live, though. It's even better to call in. Welcome to Late Night Council. Welcome to Ask the Pastor. 343-700-4390 is the number to call in the Capital Region if you know what you want to talk about. If I don't have to set the tone, you know, if, if, if you already are passionate about something and you want to yak about it or you want to challenge me on something... You know, or or maybe uh, you know whatever you want to talk about, it, it isn't getting enough run on media. Well, you know that's what that's what online broadcasting is all about. There's no restrictions. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety is the Capital Region line. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. And if you're calling from far away, like uh, Malignant Cove, Nova Scotia, if you're calling from Alligator, Mississippi, Fort Crook, Nebraska, Quicksand, Kentucky, 1-844-562-4766, that's your number, 1-844-LNC-IS-ON, 1-844-562-4766, that is the long-distance line. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address, you got to keep it under six lines or I don't even look at it. And just because I look at it doesn't mean it's getting on the air. So it's got to be good. Okay, JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. You can tweet at me at JWCouncil on the Twitter exchange. You go to Twitter.com slash JWCouncil. There's the Twitter feed. And I've, put in, I've been putting out a lot of stuff today, um, a lot of retweets, stuff I'm going to be talking about tonight. Chances are I've tweeted out an article or I've tweeted out some info on it to kind of get you prepped and ready. If you want to know where my head's at, if you want to know where the show's going on Sunday night live, go to the Twitter feed. Or you go to the Late Night Council Facebook page as well. Now, I don't monitor that when I'm on air. You send me a Facebook message on the Late Night Council Facebook page, chances are it's not getting on the air. But if you tweet at me, and your tweet's good, not only will I read it on the air, but I'll put out your Twitter handle as well. I'll get you more followers. Oh, you'll feel good about yourself. JW Council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L-L, two L's at the end of it, okay? For you baseball fans out there, the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, in fact, I think he's the only North American professional athlete with my last name, Council, spelt the same way, okay? J-W-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-L is the Twitter feed. Now, callers take precedence, as always. I could have 20 emails ready to go and 15 Twitter tweets, okay? But if you call in, you get priority. And the call screening is automatic, high-tech. Ooh, boy. We're just living in this high-tech universe and trying to keep up as best as we can 
I think we're doing pretty good. Or we're doing pretty good. Or we wouldn't even be talking to you right now. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. Now, as you know, it's asked the pastor, and I try to take a biblical perspective on everything that what people are talking about and what you're talking about. And if people aren't talking enough about what you want to talk about, well, that's why you call in. And uh, boy, there's no there's no shortage of news nowadays. You know, as far as uh, people wanting to talk because they don't feel that their opinions are being heard, particularly on mainstream media. And I've noticed this uh, other talk shows, like here in the Capital Region. I'm sure it's the same in Canadian cities. Uh, it's not so much the same in the States because, you know, and you Canadians, I meant too many of you that, you know, that you kind of get, you roll your eyes or you get ticked off about the Americans. But they've got more free speech than we do. And they let it fly, you know. And, uh but in Canadian talk radio, it seems that, you know, if you don't tell the politically correct line, and if you don't espouse the views of the broadcaster, you're not going to last long on talk radio. Okay? And I've always felt, you know, I, I want to hear opinions from people that that I disagree with. Because I know if it's a bad idea, it's going to get creamed in, the, in, in public opinion. Now, I used to think that. I don't think that as much anymore because public opinion isn't as smart as it used to be. I mean, I look at some of the leaders we elect. You know, that's what the public is electing. That's where their priorities are. And you used to hear the term, well, common sense will prevail. I, have you seen what's common? Have you seen what's popular? Have you seen what most people believe? It's kind of scary. And this week was a pretty good example. We've got terrorists slaughtering people in Manchester last week and now just last night on London Bridge, okay? And our leaders, our leaders are more upset that Donald Trump walked away from the Paris Climate Change Agreement. They're more upset about climate than they are about their their children and innocent lives dying in their streets. How crazy is that? Now, in the States, and you know, it's not too far in Canada, because when they did election polling before the election, they asked Canadians, you know, what are the most pressing problems, you know, that we face as Canadians? Climate change didn't even crack the top 10. And in the States, less than 2% believe that climate change is, you know, the number one problem that we have in the world, even though the United States funds more climate change so-called science than any other country in the world. I mean, it's crazy. We have thousands of people in the last, oh, just the last 10 years. We, I think the numbers are on five or 6,000 people, at least in, in the Western world, not including war zones, you know, in the Middle East. Just in the Western world alone, there's been over 5,000 people that have been killed by direct Islamist jihadist attacks, okay? Innocent lives. And our leaders are more concerned with, you know, like uh, uh, the weather. In other words, I think it was Mark Stein on on, on Twitter to, uh, this week said, you know, these people can't even control their borders, and, and they're making you think that they can control the heavens? John, you're getting political. This is Ask the Pastor. What's the biblical perspective on this? Well, I'll give it to you. 
You tell me if it is or not. I came across this verse this week. It's, I, I don't think I've ever used this one on Ask the Pastor when it comes to politics. Isaiah is describing judgment coming on Jerusalem in Isaiah 3. And, you know, the principles of the Bible, they don't change, okay? I mean, God hates wickedness. And human nature doesn't change as much as, you know, you would have, you know, people that like to revise history uh, make you believe otherwise. They think because we got more toys and because better technology and, you know, and more ways that we can kill ourselves that, you know, somehow we've evolved into some type of new creature or we're smarter or more advanced. I'm not buying it at all. Let me give you Isaiah 3. I will make mere youths their officials. Children will rule over them. People will oppress each other. Man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old. The nobody against the honored. A man will seize one of his brothers in his father's house and say, You have a cloak. You be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. Does that sound like today's culture? I don't know. It does to me. Further down the chapter, verse 9. The look on their faces testifies against them. Now, I'm going to bring up this one because, um, you know, there was a photo. There was a photo of uh, of uh, Justin Trudeau, Kathleen Wynne, and a bunch of our leaders, you know, marching in the latest gay pride parade on Twitter. Those photos come up all the time. One of the photos is so obscene that it's got Justin sitting, you know, standing in the middle of a bunch of people that are that are that are marching in a gay pride parade. Um, you know, there's naked people. Uh, you know, it would definitely be an R-rated picture. And the people that promote that type of culture and that type of political correctness, okay, they're the ones, and I'm not a Trump fan, but they're the ones that point the finger and say that Trump's not ready to be, you know, he's not fit to be president. They're trying to kick him out there. And I couldn't help but, you know, when I hear them knock him and see some of the priorities, I mean, our Canadian news media made a bigger thing over, you know, Trudeau's socks than anything he may have said that was profound with the, you know, the, 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 the U.N. climate treaty that took place last week. Isaiah 3. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disaster upon themselves. And here's another line I read on Twitter today. And this was coming from Stephen Harper. Now, normally, I'm not too hard on Stephen Harper. But what he tweeted today is so typical of the politically correct lameness that rules our culture, where we have forgotten the difference between right and wrong. Nobody knows the difference between right and wrong anymore. So evil is taking over, and, and, and righteousness isn't even fighting back. Okay? And he tweeted something like this. You've heard this line before. We stand with the UK against terrorism and mourn with them over the losses in Manchester and London Bridge. We stand with them. We stand with them. What a, what a truckload of, of, you know, the stuff that you fertilize farmers' foods with. You don't, we don't stand with them. If leaders stood together against terrorism, these attacks wouldn't be happening. Europe, Canada, they don't stand against this Islamist-fueled violent hatred. They're as divided as anything. 
half their population. Oh, yeah, this is wonderful. You know, we want to be tolerant. We want to be inclusive and everything. And on the surface, that sounds so good, doesn't it? But it doesn't take into consideration that amongst the people, the innocent people that you're wanting to help are people that are coming into Europe, coming into Canada, coming into the United States. They want us dead. They don't want to compromise. They don't want to adopt our lifestyle. They want us dead. So how do you stay Christ-like? In ministering love and mercy, because you got to take care of foreigners, you got you cannot close the door. Why can't we be intelligent with our immigration? Why can't we, you know, kind of have a litmus test that, you know, if you belong to a certain brand of religion that espouses and quotes from a book that tells you you're supposed to kill people that don't believe the way you do, maybe that's a signal. Maybe we don't want those people coming in our country. Now, and immediately, the extreme left that is basically in control of all of academia and all the Muslim, all the all the uh, mainstream media, oh, that's racist, 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 racist. What do you mean it's racist when we know, we know, we know, we know, we know there are people that want to kill us, and they know we're going to be slack with our security. They know we're not going to ask questions. They know we're not going to be screened. So they're going to come in and they're just going to do whatever they want. And a preacher like me gets in trouble for stating the fact. I don't want to stop immigration. I don't want to, I don't want innocent people to be harmed. I want to help the people that are fleeing those countries where they're, you know, I mean, on the, on the borders of Jordan and Lebanon, where there's 2 million people that are refugees that want nothing to do with the insanity that is Islamism. And they're like prison camps. Their women are being raped. Their kids are being killed and tortured. It's, it's absolute hell in those prison camps. Oh, and if they find out you're oh, Jews, there's no way they're there. They're all dead by now. They're when well, you can't g- catch them dead there. They 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 left decades ago from those war areas. But if they find out you're a Christian, you're target number one. So how do you how do you how do you take a stand against evil? Because if you want the biblical perspective, all throughout the Bible, there are all sorts of places that says if you want to love God, hate evil. We're not supposed to hate people, but we realize there is evil in the world, and nobody's taking a stand against evil. Nobody. Because everybody wants to be nice. Oh, we just want to be nice. We want to love everybody. And I, How many times do I have to say it? Jesus was not crucified for saying nice things. Okay? He ticked off the power structures of his day, and they killed him. And he said of his disciples, you know what? They, they, you know, they, they stoned and killed the prophets, and if you follow me, they're going to hate you. All men will hate you because of me. That quote comes right from the words of Christ. If you've got a red-letter Bible, you see it in red. Your thoughts, please, 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. Got some good tunes for you tonight. Hmm. I want to get into, and we we say it almost every, every uh, uh, ask the pastor now, every late night council, I'm going to Romans 1. And how many times have you heard me say, we're living in a Romans 1 culture? Probably the most prophetic, the most accurately prophetic chapter in the Bible in describing today's culture, particularly Romans 1, verses 18 to 32. And on this topic, here we go again. For although they knew God, this is Romans 1, 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal God for images made to look like immortal human, like, like mortal human beings, birds, and animals. Therefore, God gave them over. Let them go. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And worship, they cha- exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than creator. Well, I got to save the planet. That's worshiping the created thing. Okay? Got to save the planet. The planet's more important than anything. It's even more important than, you know, innocent people being sla- slaughtered. Well, that's kind of a weird faith, isn't it? That's kind of weird religion, you know, to worship yourself, to worship the planet. And they say it's foolish to worship God. Well, you know, we're built to worship something. And if you don't worship God, you're going to worship something. I mentioned in the past a, a, a drama troupe I saw, you know, doing dramas on the street. And they called themselves Fools for Jesus. They said, we're Fools for Jesus. Who's fool are you? Reminds me of a tune I'm going to play for you. It's an old cheesy tune, but I think the lyrics are so appropriate. Anybody remember Connie Francis? Anybody remember Connie Francis? I was never into Connie Francis, but I always thought this song was kind of fun. And those of you who are old enough to remember, have some fun. And those of you that have never heard Connie Francis, kind of roll your eyes and enjoy it anyway, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes.
Okay, the torture's over. My goodness, I actually lost listeners while I was playing that. Boy, I didn't think you'd be dislike it that much. I thought it was a little kind of fun, but isn't that true? Everybody's somebody's fool. Who's the guy? Mayor of London. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, uh, you know, terrorist attacks, that's part of living in a big city. Oh, really? Tokyo, Japan's the biggest city in the world. They have no terrorist attacks. Why? Because they have one of the strictest policies for immigration when it comes to Islamism in the world. Warsaw, Poland. What's a metro population is about 3 million. That's a big city. No, no terrorist attacks there. None in Budapest, Germany. Mm -mm. Part of life in the big city. And, and, and you know, these leaders, you know, their constituents just, just keep voting them in. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Romans 1. Michael Brown, I quote him a lot. Follow him on Twitter. I have some of his books. Very smart man. Guy's got more degrees than a thermometer. Today, and uh, you will not, you will not hear what I'm going to read read on any on any uh, uh, broadcast media whatsoever in Canada, okay? Maybe in the States. Dr. Michael Brown, today on Twitter, and I, and I retweeted it. If you follow me on Twitter, you've got this list. You can get a hard copy of this by cutting and pasting it and checking it out for yourself. Michael Brown posted 12 glaring verses from the Koran that serve as inspiration for ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood, and the rest of their uh, jihadist uh, subsidiaries. Okay? And, and, and I've said it, I've alluded to this before on broadcasts. People don't, you know, you should pick up an English translation of the, of the Koran and read it. And read, you know, and this is this is Islam's holiest book. And when I hear them talk about it's a religion of peace, holy smoke, then tell me what in the world these scriptures are doing in the Quran. And when I've mentioned them before or alluded to them on Twitter or Facebook, people come back and say, well, you're quoting. I am not quoting them out of context. And there's some pretty violent things in the Old Testament, but you don't have God ordering followers of today it's a historical record of the old testament some of the things god wanted wanted israel to do when they took over took over the 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 absolutely abhorrent and perverted and wicked nations that were living in in uh, uh, canaan before they conquered canaan in fact the evil the evil had reached a point that God would have let them go in there earlier, but it says in, 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 in Leviticus that the level of evil had not risen to the degree where it deserved God's judgment. And just like in the Bible where God has used other nations to judge wicked nations for their wickedness, God used Israel to go in. And, you know, God used nations more wicked than Israel when Israel rebelled. And when Israel did not follow him, he, he, he allowed nations to come in and judge them and pronounce judgment. So it's, it's a historical record. But nowhere in, in the Bible, 
as practiced by Judaism in the Old Testament, as practiced by every facet of Christianity. There's nowhere in the Bible where you're going to see, where you're going to read inflammatory verses like this that are absolute directives to followers of Muhammad. Okay? And I'm going to read these. Okay? I'm going to read these to you, and, and you'll see why. You ought to thank God that not every Muslim, you know, quotes and believes the Koran this way. But believe me, there's enough stuff in there to cause grave concern. Koran 2, 191. Slay the unbelievers wherever you find them. And again, I promise you, I'm not quoting these out of context. Koran 3.28. Muslims must not take the infidels as friends. Quran 3.85, any religion other than Islam is not acceptable. Quran 5.33, maim and crucify infidels if they criticize Islam. Quran 8.12, terrorize and behead those who believe in scriptures other than the Quran. Quran 8.60, Muslims must muster all weapons to terrorize the infidels. Quran 865, the unbelievers are stupid. Urge the Muslims to fight them. <laughs> I look at this, and I, you compare this to Christ's Sermon on the Mount, you know? Turn the other cheek, love your enemies, love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. When oppor- Quran 95, when opportunity arises, kill the infidels wherever you catch them. Quran 930, the Jews and the Christians are perverts. Fight them. Quran 9123, make war on the infidels living in your neighborhood. Quran 2219, punish the unbelievers with garments of fire, hooked iron rods, boiling water, melt their skin and their bellies. Quran 47.4, do not hanker for peace with the infidels. Behead them when you catch them. And that's just a few of them. That's not all of them. So tell me again. I'm supposed to believe this is a religion of peace. I have to apologize because I'm sorry. My brain does not turn off like that, okay? Like, I, I, I understand things, okay? I can discern. And add to this the concept of tachia. Oh, boy. You know, even even people who call them, themselves moderate Muslims, they don't like that word coming up. When when the West and people who are not of the Islamic faith find out what Taki is all about, oh, boy, they don't like that. They don't like that, and they denounce that. And they will say, no, that's not true. You're quoting out of context. Because Taki is the principle in Islam that teaches that it is, it is okay, okay, to use deception and lies... In fact, deception and lies are allowed, even encouraged, if they advance the cause of Islam. Takia. In the English spelling, it's T-A-Q-I-Y-A. You can look it up on the internet. You look it up on Wikipedia or, or, or just type in Google Takia. T-A-Q-I-Y-A. I'll tell you all about it. And it is widely practiced. So when you corner people, you know, about, well, you're supposed to say it's, it's supposed to be some type of religion of peace and everything, you know? And when you corner them and they say, no, 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 you're quoting out of ta- context, you have to remember you're probably you're probably a victim of Takia. Where deception is encouraged. If they feel it, it advances the cause of Islam, they're allowed to lie. They're allowed to deceive. It's even encouraged. 
John, you're sp- I'm not spreading hate. The Bible says I got to love my neighbor. I mean, you quote these things and you, you try to have a reasoned discussion of, you know, their most holy book. And, and, and you're quoting from their holy book and, and you get accused of, of. Since when did that become, you know, hate? Like, uh, here's another one. Have you ever heard of Buddha phobia? Have you ever heard of Hindu phobia? Have you heard of Confuciophobia? Haven't heard of those words? They don't exist. Islamophobia does, though. Because it's a constructed, it's a word that, you know, the, 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 the intellectually bereft and the politically correct have been able to fool people that don't think. Why do you think the Bible says of itself that the fear of God, the fear of God, the respect for Jehovah God, is the beginning of all wisdom. Three four three seven hundred forty three nine. I'm hardly giving out the phone numbers tonight. You got an opinion? You want to talk about this? Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Please, if you disagree, oh, I want to hear from you. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four 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 seven six six. That's the long distance line. JC at Late Night Council. i got to keep it under six lines or I don't even look at it. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Twitter is JW Council. Got some important messages and some information. And then we're back at you. Stay with us. Without love, you ain't nothing. Without love. Without love. EMM Group is the authorized Integrispec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made Integrispec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at Integrispec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. So I'm reloading and taking a much-needed break with this here pre-recorded message. You can get a line right now while I'm doing that. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That's uh, the Capital Region line. That's Ottawa, Gatineau, and close by. If you live far away, the toll-free line all across North America. 1-844-LNC is on. That's one 844 562-4766 Our call service is automated so you won't be talking to a live person until you're on air Now don't sweat that, just follow the on-air prompts and uh, you'll be fine, trust me, you've handled this kind of technology before, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me right now You can connect with us live at tuneinradio.com or Google Play or just click the listen live button 
at LateNightCouncil.com. But, you know, chances are you've already done that. Just kind of a reminder. Council does not exist without advertisers. So if you want to buy time, email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. And the rates are so cheap because, you know, we're just relaunching and getting things going again. You are going to absolutely love the rates. And, of course, your feedback is always welcome. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And thanks for tuning in. We're back live in just a few seconds. So hang in there. Wi-Fi there. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines, like Eric always does. Going to get to his email in a second. And you can tweet at me at JW Council from Eric. Because of the aging population, Western countries need to have immigration. These immigrants are coming mostly from Muslim countries. I don't know if they're coming mostly from Muslim countries. I think the latest stats in Canada is uh, we get more immigrants from China than anywhere else. But anyway, a percentage of these people are terrorists. They hate our way of life. They plan to defeat the West and live in an all-Muslim world. Unfortunately, this problem is not going away. Read a, st- read a statistic that since 1973, 52 million abortions have been porn- performed in America. I'm sure these numbers would be similar in Europe. If these babies were allowed to live, there'd be no need for immigration. There would be no terror in our land. Could terror be God's judgment against us? You know, I reserve the right to be wrong, but I know enough from a biblical perspective, I think it really could be. I do. The wholesale slaughter of innocent people in North America and Europe and Western culture that we've sanitized and, you know, called abortion or right to choose, God's not fooled by such hyperbole. 
God's not fooled by that, you know, so-called deception. And the West thinks they're getting away with it, you know? I don't think they are at all. And I think it's very possible that what we're seeing in Europe and what, unless there is a, you know, a a spiritual and cultural revolution in North America, I I think you're seeing the Islamic takeover of Europe. And I think it's very possible that it could be God's judgment on, on Western culture. We live in a decadent culture. I mean, there's no right or wrong anymore. Our universities, our education institutions are governed by situational ethics. There's no moral code. There's no moral absolutes. Morals are whatever, you know, we decide them to be this week or next week. And it might change, you know, in a month from now. And the people who are suffering the most are innocents. Kids are coming into our schools and you know, they're taught as early now in grade five and grade six, there's 21 different genders and you could choose any one you want. Even though nature has only given you either female chromosomes or male chromosomes, no, 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 no. Don't let facts, don't let facts stand in the way of your feelings. Your feelings are way, way, way more authoritative than facts, especially biological ones. Utter, utterly just crazy. Ontario has passed legislation, and they did this in November, okay? I might have saw it. You know, it certainly wasn't a major concern. It was in the, would have been in the back pages of uh, Canadian media. I had to find out about this from an American website. Ontario has passed legislation that, and I tweeted this out, okay? If you follow me on Twitter, you go to Late Night Council Facebook page, you could read the entire thing. I don't have time to read. I'm going to read a lot of it, though, because it's unbelievable. Ontario has passed legislation that allows the government to seize children from families. Have I got your attention? Okay, I'll start again. Ontario has passed legislation that allows the government to seize children from families that refuse to accept their child's chosen gender identity or gender expression. The so-called Supporting Children, Youth, and Families Act of 2017, or Bill 89, was approved by a vote of 63 to 23. Did you hear about this? Did you know about this? It requires child protection, foster, adoption service providers, and judges to take into account and respect a child's race, ancestry, place of origin, color, ethnic origin, citizenship, family, diversity, disability, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Doesn't give an age here in the wording here, okay? The kids, I don't know, as young as three, four, five? The little boy wants to be a girl, and the foster parent says, you know, no, you're not, you know, uh uh-uh. Doesn't matter if that foster parent has bonded with that kid three, four, five months, you know, whatever. Authorities will take that kid out. I would consider that a form of abuse when a child identifies one way and a caregiver is saying, no, you need to do this differently. Minister of Child and Safety Services, Michael Cotto, who introduced the bill, was quoted as saying, if it's abuse and if it's within the definition, a child can be removed from that environment and placed into protection where the abuse stops. Can you imagine that? Foster parents trying to get the kid to realize, no, no, you have male chromosomes. You don't know you have female genitalia, you know? 
and our, your Ontario government that your neighbors voted for, and you're probably represented by a, by a, a, a liberal MP that's in power, they voted for this. The bill replaces the Child and Family Services Act, or Bill 28, that, which governs child protection, foster care, and adoption services. Bill 28 stated that the parent of a child in care retains the right to direct the child's education and religious upbringing. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, it used to. However, the new law amends it thus to direct the child or young person's education and upbringing in accordance with the child or young person's creed, community identity, and cultural identity. How's a kid four or five years old supposed to know all that stuff? Well, they're not talking kids that young. Oh, they are, and I'm going to get to the example at the end of the article here. Erwin Elman, Ontario's provincial advocate for children and youth, said in a statement, I believe that this new act and its principles represents a paradigm shift for the province with its commitment to the participation of children and youth in every decision that affects them, the creation of a child-centered system of service and commitment to anti-racism and children's rights. Oh, it sounds so good, doesn't it? Sounds like they're champions of the innocents. Jack Fonseca, senior political strategist for Campaign Life Coalition, disagrees. And was quoted as saying, With the passage of Bill 89, we've entered an era of totalitarian power by the state, such as never witnessed before in Canadian history. Make no mistake, Bill 89 is a grave threat to Christians and of all, all, people of all faith who have children or who hope to grow their family through adoption. Now, I told you I'd get to how young these kids are. This happened in Hamilton. This is how crazy it's getting here, okay? This is, I mean, this is, this is insanity personified. In April, the same article, okay? I tweeted this out. Go to Late Night Council, Council Facebook page. You can read for yourself. In April, a Christian couple filed a lawsuit against Hamilton Children's Aid Society for removing two foster children from their home because, are you ready for this? Because they refuse to lie to the girls by saying that the Easter Bunny is real. They refuse to lie. They refuse to say that the Easter Bunny is real. Okay? We have a no-lying policy, Derek Bars, one of the foster parents, said at the time, pointing out that the child support worker insisted that he and his wife, Francis Bars, tell the two girls in their care, they're aged three and four, that the Easter Bunny is real. We explained to the agency that we are not prepared to tell the children lie. If the children asked, we would not lie to them, but we, would, but we wouldn't bring it up ourselves. The eligibility of the bars, members of the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America, was canceled, and the children were taken away. Children's Aid Society worker who insisted that the bars search, teach the kids that the Easter Bunny is genuine, told them that the Easter Bunny was an important part of Canadian culture. Can you believe that? I mean, if that isn't describing in perfect, in perfect specifics. A Romans 1 to 18 to 32 culture, oh my goodness, professing to be wise, we have become fools. Imagine the kids of, of the care, you know, of this couple for three or four months, you know? There's strong bonds forming there. And Ontario has no problem ripping those kids away. I mean, one can imagine the trauma visited upon the children there. Child and Family Services, okay, the Children's Aid Society, most of their work is pretty good. 
But if you get workers in that organization that have an activist agenda, they can operate in a way where they are the most unaccountable organization anywhere in this nation. Now, this law is for adoptive parents and for foster kids, but they're activists already in Ontario, and they are in positions of great power. They're activists in Ontario that want to see it included in all families, whereas you're even biological kids. If they start saying, well, I want to be, you know, of a different gender, and you don't support it, they will take your kids away. They're pushing hard for it to be in all families and not just adoptive parents and foster parents. State control of families. Child and Family Services, Children's Aid Society, their mandate is to protect kids from abuse. Protect kids. I would suggest in cases like this where, you know, they can't be held accountable for their actions, I would say that they're the abusers in cases like this. Imagine the trauma. And it's state-sanctioned, and there's nothing you can do about it. How's it gotten this bad? Well, for for decades, we've been allowing permissiveness and moral anarchy to rule in academia, Okay. And nobody's been doing anything because they thought, well, it doesn't affect me. I've got my family. No, it's everywhere. Your family cannot escape it. If you got a kid that goes to university, forget getting an education. He's going in for indoctrination 101. And if he believes in any kind of moral options, oh, God, help him if he believes in a God. 343-700-4390 is the number to call. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. That's JC at LateNightCouncil.com. You can tweet at me at JW Council. Do you remember the old Don Henley tune? Driving with their eyes closed? What an appropriate tune to play right now. Can listen to the lyrics. It's kind of goofy, but boy, if this doesn't describe who's in charge in Western culture right now. Right back after that. Stay with us.
driving with their eyes closed. And we're paying their salaries. <laughs> oh, my. 343-700-4390. If you want to call in, 343-700-4390. And if we don't get some calls, we'll be ending it early tonight, okay? I'll go. I usually go two hours. But if you're not calling in, and please, that is not a signal for you to call in just to keep me on the air, okay? I don't want you calling in unless you got something to say. Because I've had people do that in the past, and it it, it just it's it makes for bad radio. It really does. And I'd rather have a good one hour, one hour, fifteen minute show. You know, I'd rather have that than two hours of fluff. Okay. Well, you don't get two hours of fluff. I mean, if I go two hours, it's going to be two hours of good radio. But if I, you know, if I don't get enough calls, if I don't get enough input from you, because really, I mean, I can do this show, but I, I don't like to do this show without your calls. I don't like to do this show without, you know, us interacting together. Yeah, I can talk all night, but I get bored with my own voice. I do, you know. And I've got to be engaged with you. I've got to be engaged. If I'm not engaged, if it's just me yakking, you know, blog casts. And podcasts, they're a dime a dozen on the internet. But when you got people phoning in, when you got interaction taking place, that that's special. That's something. That's what I thrive on. That's what I enjoy. That's what keeps me on the air. Because we've set this up so you can be a part of it and you can own it and you can you can chart the direction of the course and you can go for it. And uh, you're invited to do that. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. The way we're going right now, the way it's going is amount of calls of people that are listening right now. We probably will end it at 1015, okay, unless the thing starts uh, cooking. And uh, and I hope it does, but I'm not going to be sad if I, if I get to knock off a little early tonight, okay? I have a hot wife waiting for me upstairs, okay? And... Anyway, I won't go into, won't go into detail. 343-700-4390 in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is long distance. JC at Late Night Council is the email address, and you can tweet at me at JWCouncil. Got an email from Mike. By toleration, I don't mean indifference to evil. I mean a respect for different kinds of good. That's a quote from Calvin Coolidge, and Mike adds, modern politicians do not define nor use this term as Coolidge did. Unfortunately, they do the opposite. What he's saying there is that there's toleration for evil. And and you know why there's toleration for evil? Because people don't know the difference between right or wrong anymore. We've abandoned all our moral absolutes, and when nobody is right, it's just a matter of opinion, then you know what that means? That means that everybody is right, and nobody is wrong, and everybody is wrong, and nobody's right. And we live in a culture now that, it's, that has lost its moral compass. We live in a culture now where a convicted serial killer, and maybe you saw this in the news, Convicted serial killer and rapist Carla Homolka, who's been out of prison for 12 years now due to a plea bargain deal that led to the conviction and sentencing of her pervert husband, Paul Bernardo, okay? And this would have continued had, you know, somebody not screamed and yelled about it. They found out that she's volunteering at a school in Montreal. Convicted serial rapist and murderer. 
volunteering at a kid's school in Montreal. Now, that would be bad enough. But we've got bozos who people have put their confidence in, who other people have voted for, federal leaders, people that lead the country that are saying, oh, we should forgive her. You know, let's kind of move on. Thomas Mulcair, I guess, got up in the House or in some public forum. Okay? Leader of the NDP. Is he still the leader of the NDP? I don't know. Who cares? I don't pay any attention to anything that doofus says anyway. Oh, John, you should respect your leaders. I'm sorry, okay? Forgive me for not respecting my leaders, okay? Jesus once described Herod as as a dog, okay? The biblical word is fox, but the Greek word that is used is the same as dirty dog. Well, you're not Jesus. Folks, we have people promoting evil, you know, that are elected officials. And if they don't line up perfectly with Romans 1, professing to be wise, they became fools. I don't know what does. Please call in and correct me then. Please call in and rebuke me if you think I'm wrong. Joe Warmington's piece on... Mulcair's idiocy this week. Those talking about forgiving killer Carl Homoka will have to forgive Doug French for not participating in the foolishness. It's all bull blank, says French, whose daughter, Kristen, was one of the victims of the killers, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homoka. He was reacting to NDP leader Tom Mulcair's suggestion that perhaps it's time to forgive Homolka. This case has always been very, very dear to me because Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey were walking home from school from Lakeport High School in St. Catharines. A youth pastor in St. Catharines for five years. I conducted high school Bible studies when guys could still go in there and teach a little bit of morality in high schools in the late 80s. They went to that. I know the school. I know the, uh, the neighborhood. In fact, I have some of my best friends in St. Catharines works at a vet clinic, and Carla Homolka used to bring her dog in for their shots. It's one of my hometowns. You're darn right Doug French should have some say about this. Lawyer Tim Danson, who represents the victims' families, says it's a flawed argument since Homolka, who served 12 years as part of a plea bargain that saw her testify against Bernardo, has not done her proper time for the heinous crimes. Carla Homolka did not pay her debt to society, says Danson. That she manipulated the system to strike a deal before police found video evidence that she was more involved than originally suspected means she eluded justice. Through deceit, deception, and manipulation, Carla Homolka got away with murder, said Danson. She breached the conditions of her plea resolution, and she should have been in the prison, prisoner's box with Paul Bernardo and also serving a life sentence. Mulcair didn't mention any of that. Well, that would, that would require some objectivity. That would require, you know, maybe a little bit of intelligence, some wisdom. Carla Homolka, and I'm quoting Joe War- well, Doug French, okay? No, sorry, uh, uh, um Tim Danson, the lawyer for the uh, uh, the victims' families, Carla Homolka has not demonstrated a scintilla of remorse and and contrition. 
It's all about her. Doug French said that there's something he has noticed with the get on with it people. You know, we really need to get on with it. You know, he says, I've noticed about them, something about them. They don't have a child that was killed by these monsters. Let it happen to their children and you'd see the laws tighten up really fast. Man alive. This guy's a federal leader. And he's spouting such nonsense. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to be Canadian. I really am. I know goofy stuff goes on in England and the States as well. But, man, this is beyond goofy. This this is obscene. Now, you probably wonder where I'm going with this. So I'll ask the question before you even bring it up. Well, could God forgive somebody like Carla Hamo? Of course he can. He's the only one capable of really forgiving. Does that mean that people can't forgive her? No, people can forgive her too. But I've noticed that the only people that can forgive, like God, are people that have God living in them. People that have surrendered themselves to God. People like Dale Lang. Dale Lang was the Anglican priest out in Tabor, Alberta, whose... uh, Teenage son was killed by a, a bullet in high school. It was a high school shooting. Had him live on one of my shows once. Nobody said that he had to forgive, but he had the love of God in him. And he ended up forgiving that kid so much, he ended up being one of the caseworkers in the high school that got to do the counseling with him. Can you imagine? Forgiveness is a powerful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But for somebody who's not even connected to get up and say that, you know, that we as a culture ought to forgive somebody. And can God forgive Carla Volca? Of course he can. He's God. He's all loving. And if you can forgive, that's great. But you can't force people. You can't force forgiveness on anybody. When you got victims, you know, God can forgive the person, but the debt to society still got to be paid. Christian French and Leslie Mahaffey never never graduated high school. Never got married. Never had careers. Never had kids. Doug French has no grandchildren from Kristen because Kristen's dead. And no prison sentence is bringing her back. See, the Bible teaches that life is so sacred that if you take a life, you got there's got to be a forfeiture there. So you're all about executing and killing. No, I, I, have a, I have a passionate, passionate regard for life. It's so precious that if you take it, boy, you... <laughs> the only way is to pay with your own. Well, what about if people wrongly, wrongfully convicted? I'm not, I'm not suggesting rush to convictions at all here. How could you say that when Jesus, you know, is all about life? Hey, look at When Jesus was on the cross dying, okay, he's being executed between two thieves. These guys are not murderers. These are not insurrectionists. It's not treason. They're thieves, and they're being executed for stealing. If there was ever a time for Jesus to make a declaration about the injustice of capital punishment, it was on the cross. And he says nothing. Nothing. Does that mean he sanctions capital punishment? Well, he certainly doesn't speak out against it, and boy, there was the opportunity right there. 
we have a disregard for life. Life in Western culture is not precious because you can take a life and you can be. We've got, we've got right here in Canada, we've got moms murdering their babies in the first year and serving less than a year prison time. You know why? Because life is not precious. It's not sacred. It's cheap. And that's why you've got bozo politicians that care more about the planet than they do the, about innocent people being gunned down in cold blood by jihadists. They suppress the truth by their wickedness. Reading Romans 1.18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godliness, godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Although they claim to be wise, they became fools. Maybe we should start calling this like a late night council, the Romans, the Romans uh, 1, 18 to 32 show, because it comes up almost on every Ask the Pastor. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Gonna be wrapping it up. Gonna be signing it off. We don't get any calls in the next segment. So you kind of like, uh, you know, if you got something to say, and you want to keep me on the air, you gotta, you gotta call in. But the show isn't gonna last probably for another ten or fifteen minutes unless we get some calls. Okay. 343-700-4390, We're right back after this. Stay with us. EMM Group is the authorized Integraspec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made Integraspec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at Integraspec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. Okay, I don't have any calls, no fresh emails, no fresh tweets, so I'm shutting her down, and I'm going to shut it down on a high note, okay? I'm going to give you the answer. 
I'm going to play a tune that explains what keeps me sane, what keeps me from pulling my hair out, what makes me realize, you know what, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be upset because my country and my province is being led by a bunch of bozos. John, how can you call them bozos? Hey, look at when you pray for your leaders as much as I pray for mine, and when you see them in absolute denial and rejection of all things moral and all things just, and when you see the altar of political expediency that they worship at, I think that buys you a bit of a right to have an opinion. Now, I reserve the right to be wrong on political opinions. I always will. I don't have all the facts. Nobody has all the facts. Well, actually, somebody does have all the facts. And he's the one I talk to and I get more inspiration from than anybody. And I'm going to play a tune to exit the program tonight. I hope it inspires you. hope it leaves you smiling. hope it makes you realize, yeah, well, somebody's in charge. And he's not fooled by anybody. It's a live recording. You know, I, I did some research on this. The guy's name is Freddie Hammond. And uh, this is from a live recording in London. And my goodness, if the city of London, England, would take to heart the message that Freddie Hammond is singing about right now, you'd probably see an end to the violence and the hatred that's going on there. Have yourself a good week. Thanks for the hour. It was a good hour. I enjoyed it. Now, I told you that callers take precedence, okay? And I had a call come in, and then it died. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the tune back on. I'm going to put the tune back on. And I see that caller. I see the phone number. I won't give it out on the air. But I'm going to put the tune back on. And if that caller calls back, you'll hear me after this song. I'll interact with that caller. But if that caller doesn't call back... We're going to end the show, okay? That's fair, isn't it? So, caller, if you're listening, you can hear me. I actually, inter- I've never done that before. I've never interrupted a good tune like that. And that's a really, really good tune, okay? I mean, it's it's got such a wonderful message to it. But I've never, I've never interrupted a, 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 a tune like that. But I will, I will, I will come back. I'm going to play the tune in its entirety. I had a call come in when the tune came on. And then they hung up. Well, if the caller calls back, I'll come back with the caller after this tune. If not, have a good week. Oh, this is kind of exciting. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Good night if I'm not back. And and, and uh, we'll see what the caller wants to talk about when they call back, if they call back. Good night.